When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. And Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. This is Sports Day. Very good evening to on this very warm Monday here in Adelaide, a top of 35 degrees. Dan Menzel, David Wildey, Sports Day SA for Just Quality Home Improvements. If you want to give us a call to write this number down, one 736 736 You can text us anytime, 0427-154-166. Sammy Fantasia will read those out. And our hot topic tonight, there's plenty of hot topics thanks to New Sunrise. There's 1,200 stores Australia-wide, over 1,200. Visit newsunrise.com.au. Look out for the sunrise, enjoy local service. Dan Menzel, how are you? I'm big well, weekend. thanks, Wilds. It was a good weekend. Um, I'm, uh, I'll be honest, when you said it's a hot one, I'm, it made me think I'm going to training straight after this, and it is very warm out there. So not looking forward to necessarily tonight's session. Just want to tell you a little story. My daughter turned 32 today. She lives in America. Great age. Lives in America. She's got two young boys, Tommy, who's three, and Teddy's one. She jotted down. I'm not Instagram person, as you know. I'm pretty well. You're not on it. Backward in uh, Facebook. You're on TikTok, though, aren't you? No, Facebook <laughs> just to see her her pictures of the kids. But she put up on Instagram a thing for young mums for uh, to give the kids something to do, just little ways you can keep them amused. Um, you know, just little three or four things. She had 15,000 hits, if you like, which, you know, young, youngsters will know what I'm talking That's about. A lot. But she's not trying to be an influence. Just wrote this, just put down, posted something on Instagram. Today it said two and a half million. Wow. Two and a half million on Instagram. And there's people now. Um, coming to her to say perhaps can we put something on your post two and a half million and, and rising just to help young mums with their kids to keep them occupied it is long. amazing the world nowadays you might want to rethink her thoughts on not trying to be an influencer after two and a half million but yeah, yeah it's, it's, incredible, a, it's an incredible world we live in it's but in your league the two and a half mil yeah it's, it's hey? yeah i'm not look i'm not on tiktok i'll be honest i am on instagram but um yeah no i think people will be pretty happy with that but speaking of around the world um there was uh, some sport around the world on the weekend. The Aussies in the women's test yeah. cleaned up against South Africa. was expected by an innings and 284 runs. Yeah, it was all over day one, really. I think South Africa bowled out for 70-something. And on a 42-degree day in Perth and then on Australia, just totally dominated Sutherland a, a double hundred. Yeah, that was remarkable. Player of the match, Annabelle Sutherland, a double hundred, but also three for 19 and two for 11. So <laughs> what a test match for Annabelle Sutherland. Speaking of test matches and what a domination, India beat England by 434 runs. 
It's an incredible win. Well, they're out for 122, um, and it's in actually one of our little uh, topics later. I'll talk about that. But, yeah, dreadful result for England. Uh, they batted a lot. They're playing T20. But this young lad from India that we're going to hear a lot about, Jaisal, open the batting. A couple of double hundreds, and he looks unbelievable. They might lose. Coley might be getting up. I suppose their population is one one point six billion. Uh, I think they got more than China now. But all the kids and cricket's their number one sport. They love it, so they have got a big pool to choose from. And uh, without a doubt, incredible cricketers. Yeah, they really are, and staying on cricket. The Redbacks unfortunately went down to Queensland, losing by seven wickets. Queensland chased down two hundred and six with only. A loss of three wickets, so unfortunately that does end the slim chances for the Redbacks to yeah, make the Yeah, they're going to speak final. with Mark Cosgrove a little bit later too, but I, I think the standout, certainly in the batting, Alex Carrier, what, a 90 and a 40, a 49 when no one else could get runs. I think we put the moz on Nathan McSweeney. We spoke <laughs> him before the game, and I think only made Norton seven, but he's, he's a wonderful cricketer. But they just find, Dan, they seem to find a way more how to lose and rather to win even when they're in a reasonable position now they weren't they only made 132 on day one but they did bowl out um queensland for only with a 27 yeah so i mean they're still in the game but they just find ways to fall out oh they do and it's that maturity of the group which dizzy has spoken about and you can ask him about it on wednesday when he's in the chair here with you uh that that's still coming there's a lot of young guys that are obviously playing in those teams and it's going to take a little bit of time, but uh, yeah, a disappointing loss for the Redbacks. The 36ers, however, finished with a win to end their season, a six-point win over the New Zealand Breakers. That's a big win, really, because the Breakers playing finals and and 36ers can't. He's won, won seven out of his last ten, I think. Uh, well, I was going to say, Scotty it's a big win for Scotty Ninnis, because what it's done is it's meant that since he took over as the 36ers coach this year, he's finished with a winning record this season which they were 4-9 and nine when he took over. So it, it only bodes well for him for next season if he is to get the job. Often caretaker coaches, it doesn't work. But I think Scotty has got them playing with a bit of fun again. I yep. mean, under CJ Bruton, you could tell the, they dropped all their most experienced players. The morale must have been awful when, when that happened. And he got the sack. Uh, Scotty comes in and he basically righted the ship, didn't he? I he mean, they, they were gone. They were sunk. Oh, they, but they started to get with air. They scored 59 points in CJ's last game. And then he came in and said, no, nah, we're going to play with offensive flair. I want to go. I want to really play an attacking game. And he was able to get him to score 100 or near on a lot of those games. So you'd appoint him? Oh, I would appoint him, yeah. yeah. I think it's, unless a Gorgian or someone like that's putting their hand up tomorrow, then it's, I think it's pretty obvious. I'd appoint him and get a couple of... Uh, just strengthen the squad a bit to get to. a couple more players. Without be. a doubt, they have to. But uh, we're also in, we got more AFL predictions tonight, Wild. So sure. I'm going to bring to you 18th, 17th, and 16th, the teams that I think will finish in 18th, 17th, and 16th. We're going to do it over the next two weeks in the lead up to round one. Uh, it's going to be quite challenging. I'm not sure if anyone's done their top eight out there yet, but. It's pretty hard. There's about 13 or 14 teams that could fit into the top eight. The 18th, 17th, and 16th tonight I didn't find as difficult, but I feel like some of them are going to be very, very tough yeah, to I, work out. I tried to do mine, and I've got, you know, can you put Adelaide and put Adelaide both in your top eight? Does Sydney make it? Uh, who's going to be the big improver? Can Count stay up? It's really tough. I've actually, I've actually got um, GWS. I mentioned last week. I'm very, very bullish on them. That's another hot topic. Thanks to Nutrien Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. But I, 
I defy anyone to get the top eight right. I ring a bit. There's always a smoky. Always. One or two drop out, one or two come in, but it's going to be tough. Without a doubt. And uh, there's been a lot of teams that have been, I mean, this time of year, Wills, there always is a lot of teams that are pumped up, that are hot, that are training as well as ever. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are pumping up Carlton, GWS. People are big on the Brisbane. Bullish. They're bullish on Gold Coast with Dimmer there. We know that Sydney's recruited well. Adelaide, Colin will be thereabouts. But we wanted to talk about who is not hot at the moment. There, there doesn't seem to be as many teams that aren't as hot at the moment as there are that are hot. I think Port Adelaide, a lot of people aren't high on Port Adelaide. And I don't know whether it's because of injuries. Some of the guys are getting older. But Nathan Buckley spoke about why they actually should still be a top four side. I think we underrate them. I think we... We think that they're going to drop off. I mean, it's not just Rosie Butters and, and Horn Francis. To me, I think Houston, obviously an All-Australian, he's a gun. I think Bergman's on his way up. I think Young Williams off halfback is a really good player. They've got a lot of small forwards that do do a lot of damage. Uh, and they've actually got yeah, they've got some young keys. They, they, I think they've recruited as well as any. Um, and I think that they've they've got the wherewithal to be able to, be, to, to stay as a top four side. You love hearing that if you're a Port Adelaide fan. Uh, here in Adelaide, I think a lot of the talk has been the Crows are on the up. And Port fans will be sitting there going, ah, the Crows are coming. We're, we're apparently not going that well. That's that's great to hear. I mean, whether he's right or not, we'll wait and see. But it's great to hear as a Port fan. Yeah, it's a good point, Dan. I, I'm still unsure about Port. I, I haven't got them hot or cold. I mean, I've got them warm at the moment. Um and, and a lot does rely so much on Rosie Butters and, to a lesser extent, Horn Francis. I don't think they can afford many injuries. I can't see a lot coming through their, their second side, if you like, from the, the Sanford coming in. Hopefully, Josh Shin. We're going to speak with Josh tomorrow night. Hopefully, he can get himself fit and up and running. The recruits they spoke about, Buckley said they recruited well. They they filled a few holes. But once again, they're not uh, what I'd call outstanding players. They've been guys that have been in and out of their own club. Radically, obviously. They're not A-graders currently. Not A-grade currently. Um, Zerk Thatcher may become one. Uh, Soldo's a premiership player. He'll certainly fill a hole where Lysett is. But I, I think if they can have a good run um, with injury and don't get too many, they could, to me, Port, I think uh, somewhere five to eight. I haven't got them in my top four. So text us in on 0427 154 Are you not or not hot on the power? Are you cold on them? Like what Bucks has said uh, that a lot of people are, but he is not. He still thinks they're a top four side. Another team who aren't exactly the flavor of the month is Melbourne. Melbourne have been written off by a lot of people. We saw them play against Richmond in a six-quarter game yesterday. You can't take or read much into the score, but what you can read into is Clayton Oliver played. And he looked pretty good. Uh, I think a lot of people have seen what's happened with Clayton and thought he might not play much footy at all this year and, and they're down on the Ds. Does that change your perception if Clayton is healthy and fit and raring yeah, to go? It's interesting one. He's a, he's a wonderful player at his best. He's certainly in your top 10 in the competition, which we're going to talk about at some point in time too. I, I'm probably one of the ones that's um, gone a bit cold on Melbourne. They've been up and around. They've lost their last four finals albeit by only a kicker in most of them. They've been in... Um, their forward line, to me, is still a worry, whether you get Benny Brown back in there. Um, they've tried... They had Wiedemann up there. They've tried a heap. Uh, Harrison Petty's got a Well, a Bailey Fritch did miss a lot of footy last year. Yeah, good so player. If he's player. healthy and he played, got then Pickett. it's positive. And Pickett on the up. Um, yeah, no, I, I still think there's... They've definitely got the spine there, and I, I still think that they've got... Their best talent is good enough... 
McAdams obviously gone over there from the Crows. So oh, I quite like what Melbourne still has. Are and they in your right now? Are they in your top four? If you had to pick a top four. They are just outside my top right. four, but they're in my top eight without yes. a doubt. I've, yeah. I've Too heard, good not to make that. No, I've heard people dropping them out the eight and well and truly dropping them out the eight. I don't think that's the case. Um, but a, a big point and a big caveat to that is what happens with Clayton Oliver and is he ready to go? Well, Troy Chaplin, the assistant coach in Melbourne, got asked about this. A little bit out of my hands, but um, look, I, I'd assume that he'll probably play some more minutes against Carlton, but that process will be a club process and an AFL one as well. And Probably Goody and Richo will work closely um, with those uh, with the AFL and, and what that looks like. Uh, but it was just great to see him perform and, and play well. It doesn't look like he's Mr. Beat. He's trained extremely hard when he's been away from the group. So he's put himself in a good condition to still be able to perform uh, once the season starts. You arguably, or if they're fit, Oliver, Petrarca and Max Scorn, they're on the top 10 players in the competition. Without a doubt. And then you've got two of the best defenders in, in May and Lever. So they've certainly got the bones and pick at the best small forward yeah. or one of the best. So you're right. If I just, I don't know, sometimes you just get the feeling that it's not a real close-knit club at times. There's been a few issues of Simon Goodwin's at the helm there. I'm, as I said, I'm just a bit of lukewarm on them. Yeah, I think the other thing is too, though, is their recent finals form. Them and the power, it, unfortunately, they've lost some close games and it's gone against them. And We've received a text in, uh, Sammy, around that. That's exactly pretty much word for word there. Media cold on at Port and the Demons for the same reasons. Finals record over the past two years. On that, I'd say the Demons have won a flag where Port haven't. Yeah, and Melbourne had that Petrarca goal slash point, which would have won the game in one of the finals last year. Against Carlton, who, again, could have made the grand final. (laughs) So it's a game of small margins, this one, isn't it? No, it's it's interesting. Um, Look, it's going to be tough. This is the beauty about football we're talking about you know, 10 or 12 teams trying to fit in the top eight, maybe even more than that. And every when you talk about teams that become bullish every year, they talk Essendon, but you couldn't have any faith or confidence in the Bombers, could you? Because they let you down every year. No, you're right. I, I certainly don't have any faith in the in the Bombers and they have let uh, their fans down for a long time. But uh, we're, we've got the Crows and the power. Their trial game is this Friday. So we'll, we'll get into, I'm going to get into their best players. Under the age of 24 next, Wilds. What I do like is all the effort you're putting in, all the work that's been noted. Our top seven, thanks to the new refined seven-seater Kia Sorento, Kia's largest SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Mark Cosgrove. Cosy joins us thanks to Lumo Energy Switch to the Affirmative. Did you go to a wedding with Cosy on I the weekend? Did, yes. Some little birdie told me that. Uh, the hat trick, we like this. We have a bit of fun with that. Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Just remember, too, you want to give us a call, 1300 736 736. It's all thanks to Just Quality Home Improvements or text us on 0427 154 the new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. And Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Sports Day SA, Daniel Menzel and David Will. Did anyone call you Daniel still? Yeah, no, I get Daniel both. occasionally. Dan, men's. Men's, I get probably most. But just quality home improvements, open line 1300 736 736. Experts, this is quality home improvements in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawn and roof restoration. But time now, this is a different Kia Top 7. Dan's doing this one, the new refined seven-seater Kia Sorento, Kia's largest SUV available now 
at your local Kia dealer. Yeah, so top seven here is going to be, I'm going to go to Adelaide and Port Adelaide. I'm going to look at their top seven players under the age of 24. So 23 and under. But just before we do, we've got a text in, Sam. Very timely text, no name, but Port are the 10th youngest team in the competition. Take that as you will. 10th mm. so very... youngest, so basically midfield, almost yeah. midfield. Yeah, but good, good timing with uh, Menz's top seven coming It out. does. We'll, we'll start with the Crows on this one. So, again, you've got to be 23 or under to be in this list. Who's the top seven players for the Crows? Well, at seven, I've got Pedler. He's 21. At six, I've got Saligo. He's 20 years of age. This is currently. Uh, at number five, I've got Daniel Curtin. Again, I'm predicting what they're going to turn into. Uh, Curtin, big things. I believe that's five. Number four, I've gone Riley Thilthorpe. He is 21 years of age. Number three, Max Michelini. I think he's going to have a great career. He's 19. Number two, Josh Rochelle, 20 years of age. And at number one, I've gone Isaac Rankin. So that's my seven for the Crows, Wills. Now, I'll go to Port Adelaide here. And so seven players for Port Adelaide, their best seven players under the age of 24. Uh, again, some tough ones here to miss out. But at seven, I've gone Lockie Jones. He's 21. At six, I've gone Ollie Lord, also 21. At five, I've gone Georgiades. At four, Miles Bergman. At three, Jason Horn Francis. At two, Connor Rosie. And at one, no surprise, Zach Butters. So... Uh, I mean, you could flip those guys, to be completely honest. You could have Rosie at one and Butters at two. But that's my seven from Port Adelaide under the age of 24. So, Wilds, question I've got for you is I've just given you the seven best players from the Crows, 23 years of age and younger, and the seven best players at the Power. That's yep. 14 players all up. I want you to pick a top seven from both the Crows and Port list there. Wow. So, I mean, there's I think, a I think couple Port obvious had, ones. Port had got probably out of that seven... Certainly two of the best three. All right, just quickly, I'll go my top seven as we look at that. Um, right now, right here. Um, well, you've got Butters. Yeah, but I'm going to go Rosie because I think for, yep. he's done a bigger body of work. I've got Butters. I'll probably agree with that, to be honest. I've just, I went, read them at the same time, but Butters I'll probably second. agree. I've got Butters yep. second. I've got Rankin third. I thought... I think Isaac Rankin's way better than perhaps a lot of people thought. So question on that, because you haven't got Horn Francis in the top three. Now, he might be better than all of them. Once again, though, once done. again, I'm only going on what we've seen. He Correct. Will, probably will be. Okay. I've got him fourth, uh, Jason Horn Francis. So Port have three of the top four. They do. Which is telling, isn't it? And then, look, I, I like your, your call on Mike Lanner. He's going to be a Ben Hart. He's going to play for yep. 10, 12 years and won't miss a beat. So... I'm happy to put him up high. Yep. The bottom end of Port Adelaide, I think, is not as strong. Ollie Lord, Lockie Jones. George Yardis needs to, to get a bit more work under his belt, like Bergman. Curtin, you've, we haven't seen that. We haven't I, seen enough. So, so hang on. So you've put Michael Annie in there, which I agree with, but that's over Josh Rochelle. You haven't said Rochelle yet. No, no, no. I've gone Michael Annie because I think yep. he's your 10, 12-year player. Fair shout. Uh, and I'm also going to say Phil Thorpe's going to be a star down the track too. Ooh, the big, there is big raps on him at the moment in the preseason. And then you can put uh, Rochelle in there. Okay, so that's your seven there then is is Rosie, Butters, Rankin, Rankin Horn, Francis. Horn Francis, Max Michelini, Phil Thorpe and Rochelle. So what we take out of that is, I agree, I think poor at the top end is better. The trio there in Butters, Rosie and Jason Hall Francis, but the rest are Crows players. If you went another three on that out of their list, um, Josh Shin would probably come in and Port We haven't seen enough yeah, of him. Yeah, I think he would, yep. But uh, what are the next Crows? There are a couple more that uh, just missed out of your top seven that you know are playing some reasonable football. Oh, I, I def there definitely is, and I'll get to them in a second, but I think the Crows' seven's probably stronger than Port Adelaide's seven. Do you... Particularly the bottom two, I think. 
as I said, Ollie Lord and Lockie Jones yet to really make their mark. You've got Curtin in there, which he hasn't made a mark at all yet, but big. And I do like Saligo and Peddler. Yeah, oh, I think here's a couple others for you on the Crows. Nick Murray, Josh Worrell, uh, 22 years of age. Uh, Braden Cook's 21. Um, there's a couple other guys in there. They're, they're draft picks this year in Dowling, uh, Ryan, Edwards. So I think the Crows have a lot, but yeah, we like the top end for the I'll tell you what, it's good, but there's some good players in there, no doubt about that. Coming up on the show, we've got Mark Cosgrove for Toolkit Depot. Members get trade pricing sign up today. The hat trick, thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Uh, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. And your calls, you love your calls, just quality home improvements, 1300 736 736. That's a good list there, Dan. Real good list. Butters, Rosie, Horn, Francis. The Crows got seven or eight terrific ones, too. So, yeah, overall, maybe the Crows buy a nose. It's close, isn't it? Just like it will be this season. The new refined seven seat Kia Sorento. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. And Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Welcome back to Sports Day. It's Dan Menzel and David Wildey. Thanks to Tire Power. Think safety this February. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Tire Power, helping you drive safe this summer. Well, one of the popular guys out at the Redbacks, I think he, I remember when he debuted at district level at the age of 14. Terrific talent. Terrific talent. Uh, good guy, too. Very good guy. I know Cos quite well, Wilds. I'm uh, in a business with him. I was actually oh, at a wedding with him on a Friday. So, uh, well, you've got a bit of dirt on Cosy, have you? Well, we, we're having a sober chat tonight, which is nice. Well, let's welcome him. He's a batting coach of the Redbacks, also coach of the second 11 in joints now. Cosy, how are you? Good day, boys. How are we going? How do you, how do you enjoy the coaching? You said you're a swashbuckling batsman. You used to give it a ball of crack. I've thought a, a mini Darren Lehman. Um, how are you enjoying the coaching role? Yeah, really enjoying it. It's uh, it's good fun to help and give back. Um, obviously, did Northerns for a few years and then sort of moved into into the Sacker. But yeah, it's, I found it yeah really rewarding actually to see these young kids come through and get that opportunity and hopefully take it and go well. Now, Cosy, I said you debuted at fourteen. Uh, did I did I read something? You're, you're coming up to forty. You're forty this year, or in the, turn of the big four yeah, zero? I'm forty. Yeah, big forty this year in June. So yeah, last year for me club cricket. So um. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long time. How has your club cricket gone this year, Cosy? Let us know. Uh, okay, it hasn't been great. It's been okay. A couple of forties here and there. Um, nothing big so far. But, uh, I've got uh, a couple of games coming up and a couple of finals um, coming up. So save saving them. Hopefully. Saving it for the finals. Good. Now, as we yeah. mentioned, the batting coach for the Redbacks, but also the coach of the second eleven. How has the second eleven fared this year for the Redbacks? Um, yeah, pretty good to be fair. We um, we haven't lost a game this year, so we played uh, played five with one to go. Um, drew with WA, who had a really strong side with sort of Di Bridges and Paris, um, and a couple other really good cricketers um, who's playing their first team now. So we've had a pretty young team all year, so which has been really good. Um, Thomas Kelly's played most of the year with us and, and smacked them everywhere, so he's gone really well. And then obviously David Grant, um, Conway. Uh, Thornton and Stockdale have done the job that way with the ball. So, 
um, yeah, we've gone pretty well in the second level this year, which is really promising. That is really promising. It's great to hear that the super coach is getting the job done. But you mentioned a couple <laughs> of those guys there, Coz. Uh, we know and we've heard about Buckingham, Henry Hunt. Yep. Who else are the other real up and young stars for the Redbacks that we're going to see in the first 11 a fair bit more over the next few years? Oh, Thomas Kelly's probably one of them. He's, um, every time he plays, he seems to get 100 at the moment. Um, and he's only he's only twenty one. Yep. Um, he's made two or three second level hundreds this year, two or three great hundreds this year. Um, we got a lovely eighty last week in the in the one day game. Um, he's just growing and growing as as a person as a as a cricketer. So for me, Thomas is going really well. Um, Harry Matthias with the gloves has has been fantastic. I think he's been sort of most improved this year for the for our, our squad this year. He's really um, come on leaps and bounds with his hands and he's and he's batting as well. So it's a really good promise there. Um, and obviously McGurk played our first game, so I'm, I'm taking all his credit this year as well. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, no, there's some definite promise there um, coming through. Because you want to get back to Thomas Kelly. We spoke with Nathan McSweeney last week and, and said he, he's way too good for district cricket. He's making runs at second 11. We've seen a bit of him in the strikers, and he's obviously a, a real talent, but you might only need one or two innings, and then it can turn the corner to believe that you belong at that, that shield level. He's obviously got the technique and the... Is he a confident young man? Uh, yeah, TK's pretty confident. He's not he's not overconfident, but he's um, he definitely confident in his own ability. Um, and you're right, it takes one or two innings to get going and um, for him, he's dominated every level he's played at um, until shield cricket now. So for me, it's about getting trying to get some games into him to make him feel comfortable and make him feel like he belongs and then hopefully that can be a, um, a start till next year. You know, McSweeney's going really well. Obviously, terrible news about Hunty during or last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're starting to sort of get some some batters in there that we can really rely on. Now you always need to improve, and and it hasn't gone that well at the top level. We've been in a lot of games, but the results haven't gone your way. Do you need to go and look elsewhere again? Get a couple more batters in. I mean, McSweeney's been a great pickup. We've seen the all-rounder McAndrews done some nice things. Do you, do you reckon you've got a headhunt from other states as well? Oh, look, I think you always got to look, don't you? you always got to look to see what's out there. You know, we're a national comp. I, know I get get nailed all the time about how many South Australians we have in our team and my, my answer is there's 11. You know, everyone puts their red hat on and, and goes out there places South Australia. Good so, call. Um, look, it, it's, an, it's the same as the Crows. How many, how many South Australians the Crows have? You know, it, it's the same concept. Um, we've got to keep producing our own, which we know, which we keep working hard to do. But if there's, there's players out there who are better, um, we need to, need to have a look and see what, what they're about. And if there's not, and hopefully there isn't, we're, we're producing our own, which is fantastic. You know, Thomas Kelly is one of our own, um, and we've produced him. Um, there's, there's Kyle Brazell, who's come through and played his first game last week. Um, and then you got Hedy, Carey, uh, Spawn. So we are producing our own. Um, sometimes you do need a little bit of help um, to just, just ice the cake. So just on that, Coz, and following on from that, you mentioned that people have asked you how many South Aussies have actually got in there. Well, is district cricket and the system good enough that actually produces and breeds enough SA cricketers for us to be able to then play at Sheffield Shield and Marsh Cup and even Big Bash level? Oh, look, great cricket. It's an interesting one. Um, oh, look, great cricket is great cricket. Every state has and every state doesn't like it. So... Um, for me, my job is to actually try and get our players more opportunity, more stretch, more second-level games, 
or tours where we can go play interstate players and you really shrink the, the talent pool down and, and make really challenging games. Um, as a club cricket, look, it's it's still a decent comp. Um, it's still a stepping stone to play state cricket. I just think there's there's, diff, there's more steps involved now. There's trial games, there's second eleven games. So when we when we go back when I first started, it was four second eleven games or three second eleven games. So to get picked in one of those, you know, it was really rare. You sort of I reckon I only played I played two or three for the cricket academy. I actually yeah. didn't play too many for SA before I played. Um, just because there wasn't any. So you did get picked out of great cricket, where these days there's, we have trial games, we have second eleven games, there's, there's different games around where we can judge and look at, at players and, and the way they cope with different scenarios and different different bowlers, different paces, different spins. So it, it's it's a lot different these days. It, not very rarely you'll get picked straight yeah. out of club cricket these days because there's other steps. There's in the squad games, there's everything like that. So and I think footy's the same, I think. I don't think too many boys get picked out of the yeah. club footy now. They have their internal games, they have their training sessions. You know, not many folks just pop out of the blue these days. Mark Crosgrove, our guest. Cos, you're always wondering about the dilemma of T20 and going to test cricket. But now, when we played district cricket back in the in the 80s and that, if you scored 250 in a day, that was, wasn't a bad score. Now they can score 400. And, and the young kids now are, are perhaps taught to give the ball a whack a bit earlier than and maybe at the... Um, sort of losing the the technique side of things. How do you see it? Is is that a, a fair comment, or do you think they can all play both? Oh, I think I think there's scope to play all three. Um, a good player is a good player. It's just I think these days the players have more freedom to express themselves. You know, I, I remember getting caught long on and getting, <laughs> getting absolutely sprayed for getting caught long on. And my response was, "Gee, oh, gee, you get a good ball now and again." But um, they, they just get more freedom to do do what they want or not to do what they want sorry to, to encourage themselves to take the game on you know even in club free this weekend we made 400 and Adelaide still got 320 and yeah. it was a tight game for that last hour yeah um, it's just our kids are just well, they're brave they're brave these days they say look at McGurk like you wouldn't think of anybody get 100 or 50 balls 10 years ago yeah. so it's just it's just a matter of believing in yourself and, and backing yourself to do the job just on him so I, don't, I think the t- I'm going to say, Cos, just on Fraser McGurk, so much being put on him, and you know he's had a couple of failures since he's, he's come out and whacked them all around the big bash and made that hundred in in the shield. Uh, I hope they don't put too much pressure on him. I hope he can just, you know, they can back off a little bit because he's obviously an enormous talent. Yeah, I understand. He's one of those free spirits and and players that uh, we want to mould. You know, we're going to get the, take the good with the bad. You know, oh, you look at this shield game, you've probably got to a rough deal in the first innings and, and played a shot that he probably would like to have back in the second innings. So that, that's all about the learning. You know, for him, it's actually moulding him into an opening battle or moulding him into a, a first-class cricketer. It's not about shouting and screaming and telling him off. It's actually like trying to educate him. It's like, there's different ways we can do this. He's so talented. He could make 100 three different ways if he wanted to. So it's all about trying to mould him and, and um, educate him on how to go about making innings and making it consistent. So, Cos, on the education and the learnings then, as the batting coach, how much of that is you in the nets with them? Is it just conversations or how much is actually watching footage with them and potentially going through the edits almost and going, okay, well, this is this is what's working and this is maybe what's not actually working at the moment? Yeah, it's a bit of, bit of everything, really. It's, it's definitely looking at footage on, um, obviously, triggers and movement and stuff like that. 
but also education on game scenarios, talking, trying to talk him through an innings, um, and and for me, trying to get him to make come up with the answer. Yeah. So it's the big one is if if they come up with the answer, they buy in. I know you, you're coaching a bit or coach a lot, Daniel. If if the player comes up with the answer, they yeah. buy in a lot more than you telling them what to do. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of conversations, a lot of talking. Um, and a lot of guidance. I think the worst thing you can do is sort of break the, the players' trust. You know, it's hard to get them back once you yell and scream and um, yeah, break the trust. It's more they they've got to know that you care about them and, and want the best for them. Um, so if we can show that guidance to him and, and show him that we want him playing for Australia every every game Australia plays, um, I think that's that's the way we're going to get the best out of Jake. And it's going to be a lot of conversations and a lot of um, toing and throwing to for him. I'd love to, well, we love doing it because he's such a talent. Um, yeah, it's about earning some trust to start with and then, then having those conversations with him. Yeah, it's a, good, it's a really good point. Now, last one or two before we let you go. I just wanted to get your thoughts on the upcoming T20 comp in America this year, the Major League Cricket. Will it work in the United States? Yeah, I think I think it will. Yeah, you've got three IPL teams. You've brought teams in. Victoria, New South Wales have brought teams in. All right. I think this is, the, this is the biggest push they've had to, to break into the American market. Yep. You know, if this doesn't work, I'm not sure we'll ever get in there. Um, but this is as close as we will to, to breaking that market. And it's, it's so exciting to take the game to a, a different country and especially a country like that where it's so big and so profitable if you can get it right. So I think the next five years are going to be really exciting in America. Um, if we miss this boat, yeah, yeah I'm not sure we get, we get it back. Uh, with the IPL teams, the Indian teams backing it, I think it'll be a real success. And Dan, what about the big question? Did you and Cosy behave at the wedding? Was it a you always, went home all right? Always in good nick, both of you. <laughs> I had a field 80, 89 overs on Saturday, so <laughs> I must have been, been too bad. Oh, so he was in fine <laughs> form. It was a long day. <laughs> yes. It was a long, it was a long day. get you a couple of beers, you go a bit quicker. That's all. Hey, yep. Cosy, well done, mate. And. Uh, uh, sounds like you're really enjoying your role and hopefully the last couple of games go the Redbacks uh, way and uh, yep, speak to you soon. No worries. Cheers, boys. Thank you very much. Great work, Cosy. Mark Cosgrove burst onto the scene as a, a young man at 14. Incredible talent. And yeah. That's right. He, like I said, caught it long on. They said, how can you play a shot like that? Now they play him in the first over. Hit over cover. The, the shot selection of young bat, batters today is just so much different and, and you, you don't see uh, a batter now, not one, like 99% when we played, Dan, you had your bat on the ground. Yeah. And you tapped it. Yep. Now everyone's in position, yep. like almost baseball style, aren't they, to hit it? Without a doubt. And I think the players would like someone like Cozzy as a coach because he's got a really good temperament and, and would call it as he sees it. And, and he's, bit, he's relaxed as well, which um, means he can sit back and see everything that's happening. So really good chat there about the, the upcoming youngsters and stars for the Redbacks. We're going to do the hat trip thanks to Nutrien Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. It's only my second week, so I'm only getting used to this. Can I get give you the forgettable moment first? Yeah, I'd like to hear what your forgettable moment is first, Wilts. Well, I don't know if you read the score, but... England were dismissed for 122 against England. They lost by, I think it was something like 434 runs, which is their biggest defeat in 90 years. Wow. And this is on the back of, you'll get my second highlight shortly, but um, India made a massive score. They declared, and I think the the total was 550, um, and they collapsed like a a house of cards, did England. (laughs) So that that is an 
forgettable moment. They won't, won't want to see that one again. No, you'd love to see it here in Australia, though. My forgettable moment, well, I'm going to go to the NBL, the Brisbane Bullets. So I mentioned last week that they were in fifth position. They should be making the playoffs. They lost to the Breakers Friday, and with the results going against them, they've missed the NBL playoffs again. So oh. the forgettable moment is the Bullets over the weekend. They are sitting at home. That Monday today, I think it is, rather than playing in the playoffs. And I was wrong in my big call. I said Adelaide would get a point. Yes. Against Sydney, lost 2-1. Well, they've only won two of their last 12 or something. Mm, so, struggling for Carl Viet. Now, if you don't know, now you know. There's a young lad opening the batting for India. He reminds me of a, He's a left-hander, though, but reminds me of the talent of a Tendulkar, Jaisal. He's only played seven test matches, two double hundreds and a hundred. And he hit 12 sixes, which is an equal all-time record in test cricket. It was a Akram, would you believe? Yep. The great Pakistan all-rounder. But, and then they declared on him. So he's 215 or 219 not out. He's an incredible talent. Turned 21 late December. And I'd love to see him come out to Australia. I remember when Coley first came out, we thought, what a player. But this lad, he's dominating IPL. He dominates a 50-over game, and he's dominating Test cricket. Without a doubt. I watched him play for Rajasthan in the IPL this year, and he was fantastic. His ascendance has been incredible for India. If you don't know now, you know... Worlds, the footy is back. If you don't know now, you know. Richmond took on Melbourne in six quarters yesterday with all other teams' trial games starting from Wednesday onwards this week. So, officially, the footy is back. Footy's back, and the, as we said, both local teams had a hit out there. Uh, it is what it is. We just spoke with Mark Cosgrove, um, a delightful young character. He's heading, as we said, heading towards Big 4-0. But it is what it is. The Redbacks are down the bottom once again. Yep. They can't sugarcoat it. They have had... As we said, um, been in most games, but they need to win those close games, not lose them. Without a doubt. Uh, it is what it is. The NBA All-Star game was played today, Wilds, and the East, Eastern <laughs> All-Stars won 211, defeating the West 186. That is a total of 397 points in the game. I'm not sure it's great for anyone. They're, they're not going to try, so it, it is what it is. You're never going to see a no one got hurt. Good game, um, but you're right. It's uh, there's no defense at all. It is what it is. Well, Carl Anthony Towns scored 50 points, and then he's he had one. I reckon early in the year where he got 50 or 60 as well. But uh, they would not have got a bruise. I was going to say that's one player that did try in the game. He had 35 field goal attempts. Carl Anthony Towns. It just showed he wanted to in the MVP. Lillard, Lillard had a big game. Lillard too. won the MVP with 39 points. Um, Carl Anthony Towns would have won it, but the, it was the fact that the West lost by 25 points, so that's why they didn't. And, but normally they're close, aren't they? They sort of they are normally very close. Manufacturers, they didn't today. Yep. The West came out and and never got headed. So yeah, incredible. But I'm not. I'm not sure that's a, a great spectacle. Probably more like the. Harlem Globetrotters, really, yes. just doing the little trick shots. No, it's not. But, uh, Will, it's time for my predictions. We've been Ooh. talking about this. It's time for Lost in the Wash. Okay. Thanks. Well, that's the thing about, that's what I like about, yeah, that's the thing about, the thing about football. Oh, oh, oh. Great editing there from Samuel Fantasia. Lost in the Wash, thanks to Toolkit Depp. I like that. Thing about football, they're Greg Champion. Become a Toolkit Depot trade member and get trade pricing every time you shop tools. So over the next two weeks, uh, in the lead-up to the AFL season getting underway, I'm going to do my AFL predictions. I'm going to do three teams and night wields, uh, and I'm going to start in reverse ladder oh, I order. love these games. Love them. So I'm going to, tonight I'm going to give you who I believe will finish 18th, 17th, and 16th on the ladder, and I'm going to give you a few reasons why they will 
unfortunately finished that low. Why they might actually go a little bit better than what people are thinking. Uh, and we're going to break down these teams. So we'll start with an 18th position. I've gone with West Coast. In 17th, I've gone with North Melbourne. And in 16th, I've gone with Hawthorne. So I don't think there'll be many surprises there with those bottom three sides that I've selected. Uh, and we'll start with, in 18th, West Coast. I will do Hey, I do like their song though, Fantastic. even though they're not going to sing it many times this year. Uh, now, I've picked them to finish with the wooden spoon this season. How many wins? Uh, it's a really tough one, maybe three. I think three wins, 20 losses is what I've got when I did my ladder predictor. While they can potentially win more than three games, last year they were ravaged with injuries. If they can get Elliot Yo on the park, he played 10 games last year. Again, another big if. If they can get McGovern on the park, he played nine games last season. But even Tom Barras played 14, and Dom Sheed only played 15 games. If they get them four on the park and to play effectively 90% of their games this season, you would think they're going to win more than three games. My concern with the West Coast is... They've got very few what you call special kids coming through because they've kept the nucleus of the side since they won the Premiership a few years ago. They kept, I reckon, two years too long holding yeah, on to the guys that played there. And, I mean, the former gaff in the last couple of years has been diabolical. And, and I, I know he's on, he's still contractor. I'd probably, you know, get rid of him, put, play some kids. But they've never gone big in the draft. They got rid of all those draft picks for, for Kelly. Yep. And since then, it's been a downhill slide. Well, it's... it's- put them into a position now where while they might struggle even more than that is it's put them it's forced them into a, an ultra inexperienced list rebuild they've got 25 guys on their list that haven't played 50 games yeah. no other team has that uh, and the other thing is and you mentioned a little bit about holding on I think they really have struggled over the past few years with a backup plan for Nick Nutt and it's really bit them so I think West Coast, I'd be surprised if they don't win the Wooden Spoon this year. I have them in 18th position. Well, you're right, because they got rid of, uh, or Vardy was injured and yep. Lysette went to Port Adelaide, he so did. no backup plan. In 17th, it is North Melbourne. So join in the chorus and sing it one and all. Join in the chorus. North Melbourne, I've got them finishing in 17th position. Around about the same wins, to be honest. Three or four wins for the Kangaroos. Why they can win more than that and play better than that is it's simply their young gun mids that will play with flair, that will play with freedom. Luke Davis-Uniac looks set to have a massive season. His body finally looks like it's right. But also, Sheasel, Wardlaw, McKercher, Zane Dersma, Phillips, Powell, they, they have some very good names that uh-huh. might be very good players in a long time. But it will take a few years for them to get there. They might win a couple, though, because you won't expect them to win the games. Why I think they might struggle, Woods, is they got 71 goals last year from Nick Larkey in a team that barely won a game. I can't see him better in that. 71 goals. He, he, he nearly won the Colm medal. I just think that they would need a lot to go right for him to actually kick more than 71 this year. Um, and also the inexperience that they they are they have throughout the side, but they mainly lack top-end talent. Lost Todd Goldstein a couple too, yeah. Their best four or five players probably aren't as good as West Coast's best four or five players. Like that, that's where they really do lack in a struggle. So I don't see them... I, I see some flashes uh, of excitement this Maybe year from the Kangaroos, wins. but yeah, I don't see them jumping up much higher than that. And that leads me to 16th position, which is Hawthorne. <laughs> 
Happy team at Hawthorne. Well, they're not actually at the moment with what's happened in the last week with the injuries. We mentioned it last week that they've had far too many blanks done his ACL. Uh, Will Day will miss round one. CJ with a hamstring. There's a few issues there uh, and concerns. Dylan Moore as well. So it's not necessarily a happy place at the moment for the Hawks. And I don't see it being that this year. I know a lot of people are high on them that they can push up towards the top eight. Why they can? Well, they beat both of last year's grand finalists last season. Uh, they knocked off Incredible. Collingwood and Brisbane Incredible. in the regular season. No one saw that coming. So I guess that means that on any given day with the right energy and the right game plan under Sam Mitchell, they can beat sides and might surprise a few again this year. But I think why they might struggle is their reliance on Sicily and Lewis is far too great. The captain Sicily last year missed four games. And in those games, Hawthorne lost by 55, 67, 60 and 13 points. Uh, they just look like a different side without him, which means that they just rely on too few. They're very inexperienced, and they've also got a pretty good tough draw. They play Adelaide, Geelong, GWS, and Collingwood all twice. So it's why I think they will improve, but I don't see them improving on the ladder. I've got them finishing in 16th position with around about five or six wins. I reckon nine out of ten for that. That was well summarised. I agree with you too. That's probably the way I would go. West Coast bottom, North Melbourne, then Hawthorne. Hawthorne do play... Some enterprising football, though. They do some good stuff there, yeah, which is pretty good. They do. What I will say with that, Wills, is those are the easy three. The next <laughs> few days are going to be hard. So text us in on 0427-154-166 if you think that I've got those right or even the next few I days. I think Richmond in my next uh, top three do. Here's a quick community update thanks to Firecoat. Uh, be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Start to date on all bushfire warnings online with South Australian Country Fire Service. Just visit the cfs.sa.gov.au site there. This community update is thanks to new fire coat, uh, the first paint proven to protect property in high risk fire conditions available at Bunnings Warehouse. They've done well there Dan, I reckon the top three or four but then it gets really hard. It We've does. got about, I don't know, 13 or 14 sides can possibly make the eight so yeah. oh, you got a day off tomorrow, got Dizzy Gillespie in tomorrow? Wednesday. Wednesday, sorry, gee I'm a day early so I didn't want to get rid of her. That's it for us Dan, I'll see you then tomorrow between six and seven, bye for now. The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. And Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers.